Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews, where one of your hosts doesn't know where the fuck he's at half the time, or what month or day it is. It's me. Um, Dave, what do we got going on this week? (laughs) Not a lot, man. Um, The things that I want to talk to you about, I can't talk about on on camera because they're... they're, uh, Some good stuff. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny to me, but sad. Um, okay. But I will say this: I've been watching, and I've told you this before. I think I've mentioned it on on the podcast before. Hunting Hitler. Yes. Yeah, you've talked it. to me about I that. Love this series. I've watched it a couple. This is about the second or third time through that I've watched. Oh damn! <laughs> and now they have a, another, like a, the final chapter or whatever that that I I bought because it's really good. And man, I tell you. If somebody hasn't gone out there and watched Hunting Hitler yet, I think you need to. I um I could be me, maybe it's just me, but it sure seems to explain a lot of shit that's going on in the world today. Yeah. Of crap that happened 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. And it's all because they didn't hunt the motherfuckers down and kill them. Exactly. Pardon pardon the expression, folks, but I swear a lot. Uh, <laughs> We're on episode hunting evil and killing something. It. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's just, they should have never let that many guys get away. Oh no, they did. They all ran to South America. That's a, that's a proven fact. And I, I did watch a little bit about that, of that documentary and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. Um, and yeah. after some of the movies that we've seen, I fully expect his head to sh- show up in a jar eventually. Just looking at everybody. With the great uh, expressions. Yes. Uh, but you know now you know where all that came from. Like the, yeah. there was documents and crap floating around then. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, bit of history that's not talked about. It's just amazing what our history books actually leave out. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> your cat is over in the corner. She likes to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? Nope. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. I'm sorry. No, this is the first time she's joined us in full view here. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, today I was watching a bunch of footy games. Uh, the oh. AFLW, the Women's League for Australian Rules footy. Huge fan of footy in general. Yeah. Um, I don't watch American sports. I don't like watching whiny douchebags that earn way too much money to play a game. Complain oh, yeah. about how bad everybody is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, but okay, that's that's me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, not much going on here. I, as I told you earlier, I shot a commercial for a company that will will air the commercial when it airs. Um, right, that's about all I. When can it say does, then you that. can talk about it a little bit more, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So that was cool. It was that's a challenge cool. for me as an actor because not only during COVID. I didn't. I didn't have to go anywhere, which was good. I filmed it from my house, but really? that, put me, that put me in charge of audio, camera, lighting, Ooh. everything. Yeah, with the directors and producers all on Zoom watching me do oh, everything. Okay. So it was. It was a challenge. Um, it was a challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's like an eleven-second spot, but we worked so hard to get everything down in that eleven seconds. Mm-hmm. with emotion or feeling and everything as whereas you're doing a movie or a short you've got time to play right. all of that here it right. was can you do it fast and make it work 
big challenge, a lot of fun. Um, so that was that was a different experience. I think I told you a while back I was uh, we kind of formed a little punk band that I was the lead singer of. Uh, which is pretty wild. Um, well, that's that has since fallen apart. Um, and really? I'm, I'm left bandless at the moment, but I'm working on some things. Yeah, it's a long story, flaky motherfuckers. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write a song about it. They have flunkers, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, so I had that going on. Um, not much uh, else other than I'm, I don't know if listeners know, I'm an avid video gamer. And if I'm not watching movies, I'm playing video games. And uh, one of the latest things I picked up is called Bravely Default 2. And it's an old throwback to the old Final Fantasies from the 90s. Oh, really? Modern stuff. So it's um, it feels and plays like an old game with some uh, quality of life improvements. And uh -huh. it's just... Uh, just takes me right back. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Oh. So I highly recommend it to any fans of role-playing games to... What's the name of it again? Bravely Default 2. Bravely Default Leave it to the Japanese to come up with weird names. Right. Um, and, you know, and speaking of Japanese, that brings us to a wonderful movie that I had yeah. been putting off for a while that we watched um, last night, an anime from Hayao Miyazaki, um, The Wind Rises. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, it's um, a newer movie. We usually do stuff from the 80s yeah. up till about the 89, 90 sometimes. But we try to keep our movies, like, when I first created motion pictures till, like, 89. Yep. Just old movies. But um, after <laughs> the last movie we did, we reviewed, Scott really needed to cleanse his palate on, on something good. So we picked out, well, yeah. got picked out, The Wind Rises. Yeah, I don't even remember what we watched. Oh, the Phantom from Space, or I don't know what. See, I even forgot. I don't. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I think it was the Phantom. I think it was the Phantom from Space, or the Space or the Phantom. Space Phantom. Or or, like that. It was. Uh, it was shit, is what it was. I landed. I crash landed on Earth and can't breathe, so I'm going to destroy my only breathing apparatus. Movie. Yes, that was the one. That was it. That's that movie. was it. Yes. Uh, um, no, this was uh, the not true but partially true historical fiction biopic of um, Jiro. I can't, I can't remember his last name, lead designer for Mitsubishi on the Japanese zero uh, fighter plane. Um, it's an interesting story. Uh, one of the things that I did, I did some research reading about this is I did not know that Miyazaki's father ran an airplane company and sold parts that built the zero. Really? So he has quite a tie to this yeah. point. Um, yeah. It's a neat story. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I'd I like wondered how they were going to do this because you look at, here is a plane that was created that if you know any World War II history, it killed a lot of people on a surprise attack and at Pearl Harbor. Um, and... So we're going to study the life and look at the guy who designed it. I think it was quite a challenge for Miyazaki to present something as sensitive as this right. or as touchy in a way to show the human being behind uh, Jiro. Um, I wish I can't remember his name, but I got to get this out before I forget it. I loved his boss, the little short guy. Oh, my God. He was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good character he was a really yeah. good character he was great he was great um, um 
I did read that the, pretty much the second half of the movie is all fiction uh, with yeah. the, the connection of the uh, the daughter or the daughter of the hotelier that he uh, ended up marrying and everything. Uh-huh. All of that was all of that was done to give us something to give us um, a different arc for Jiro than just, oh, okay. hey, I built a plane. And um, I really like this movie. Yeah, I wanted this makes me want to look this guy up and see what I can learn about him because he is such an historical figure and they're always the guys behind the scenes that that seem to be that resonate with me um, as far as history is concerned like yeah. when you find out about people who were doing things like the um, the guy who broke the code for the Enigma machine mm-hmm. you know you, you read about him or you find out about him and it's like that's that's a really interesting guy it was about time somebody made a movie about him and that was that's very good. Uh, I like things like that. Um, like we were talking about the hunting Hitler, the stuff that yeah. happened that nobody knows about because nobody talks about it. And then you go to like a place and you, you speak to someone that knew the person and suddenly the entire history opens up. Yeah. Um, I, so I'd like to read a little bit more about this cat and find out more about him find out how much was true and how much was yeah. it's it's neat to uh I, I got a lot more to read on it um but a very neat character and what miyazaki did um yeah as because this war this war this movie is an anti-war movie um mm-hmm. but it's not as we like to say it's not yeah. swinging this with a hammer but if you look miyazaki is a known pacifist and uh Jiro was also upset with what had happened to his designs, even though, and that's, that's what's neat about this movie is showing the morally gray areas of how far do you go for your art? Right. All he wanted to do was make planes. He thought they were beautiful. And he wanted to make the best plane that he could. And he did. Um, and yeah, there's over at the Navy base here, they have, a um, the air, the air. Yes. Museum. They have, they have two planes that I, well, three planes, actually, that I go to constantly. The Zero, the first jet, which was the uh, the German-made, and then the American uh, South Pacific plane that my mind just totally went blank on that uh, the Baba Black Sheep guys used to yeah. fly. And of course, I, I now I cannot remember the name of the goddamn plane. And everybody's going to yell at me. Uh, all 12 of you. Um, 12? We're <laughs> 12. We're the 12 <laughs> subscribers. Thank you, by the way. All right. <laughs> uh, they're like my three planes that it, ever since I was a little kid, I, I, I looked at them and went, wow, that's amazing. And I remember walking into the museum and seeing the German plane. Yeah. And I just stood there and stared at it. I mean, I took a photograph. I think photographs of this thing from every angle. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing that, that they could reconstruct. And they had most of the original thing, like, like that frame and the actual body and everything. Yeah. That's the actual. They, that's what they found. That's they took the engine out, of course, but they they yeah. actually have the damn the damn plane there, which I just yeah. and they, then they have the zero that was captured. I forgot where they say that it was captured at, but it's it's intact. I that's mean, amazing. It's amazing, and it is a beautiful plane to look at. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely um, as soon as restrictions lift and we can get back in the museum, I'm definitely gonna go take a look at the the zero after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, because yeah. there's so much, dude. I had no idea that they had to pay attention to so much stuff like the rivets, yeah, being flat, and just yeah. all the dude. The math would have made my head explode. 
That that I would never be able to do that. God bless these guys who build bridges and buildings and exactly figure that stuff out. Because I think putting the bricks on one another and putting this welding the steel together is an art form of its own. But being able to design to design it and give it to the other guy and say, "Here, this is what I need," you know, that's a completely different art form. I mean, this is all it all blends so nicely together. Yeah. And the story is so well to it. I, I tell you, I probably didn't pay attention to the first 15 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. because I was looking at the art and how beautiful the art was. I was going to get to that. The, it's, the um, character designs, yeah. the, the backgrounds. Um, Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli always do these beautiful, beautiful backgrounds. And I just, I will sit there and I'll, I'll stop a film and I'll look at it. And just, I, I actually bought this to watch because I was mm-hmm. going to rent it initially and I was like, oh, I'll just buy it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's Miyazaki and I know I'm going to watch it 500 times. Right. <laughs> um, it is not Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, it is not uh, My Neighbor Totoro. This is a, this is a way this more is a serious, serious movie. Yeah, this is more serious. And I did like his story arc. Now, now I'm kind of depressed to find out that it wasn't true about the, the wife, the French. Yeah. I, I'm thinking it was supposed to be a little French girl. Yeah. That he winds up marrying. It seemed like it, yeah. Story, because they're they're speaking French initially. Yeah. Then what I liked about Miyazaki's character of of hero, Shiro, Shiro, Jiro, yeah, was uh, he spoke several languages. Yes. When the Germans come up to him and his friend, and they're like, "Oh yeah," he starts <laughs> speaking to them in German, and they're all the Germans all stand back like, "What the hell? <laughs> this Japanese guy knows our language." <laughs> he does, um, you know, and that was that was an interesting part because he made comments to his friend. I. I'm like drawing a blank on everybody's name now. I knew it last night, but his best friend there, he was, they were, you know, he was talking to him mm-hmm. and uh, they were just talking about how poor Japan is and how much money yeah, they're given yeah. to Germany and pouring into that, but they're paying them a lot of money to make these planes. So they sent right. them to Germany to learn the designs. And of course, Germany's like, we're not going to let you in and see this because you're just going to copy it and steal it. <laughs> right. Right. So. And I liked his, his comment to the guy. He's like, well, then, then why the hell are we here? Yeah. You know? Either let us go in here or we're going to leave. It's no yeah. big deal. And then I guess the, the the designer spotted them and was like, you know, let them in. Let, let you know, this is what they're here for. Let them in and, and inspect stuff. So yeah. it was very, it was very interesting. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. They stayed away. And this is Miyazaki's magic and storytelling. He concentrated on the character and the characters, not on the war. Yes. War was very much background. Mm-hmm. The only time that you saw any destruction is in Chiro's um, mind, in his dreams. In his dreams. And he kept visiting that one Italian uh, airplane designer, uh, Cap- Caproni. Yeah, Caproni. Caproni, I think was the guy's yeah. name. And that was very, very cool. That was like his guiding spirit. Through it the was. Whole- it was almost like a guardian really angel. I enjoyed that. that. And I was, I was losing track of, okay, when is he dreaming? Yeah. Like, is this a dream or is this reality? Is this a dream? Or is this reality? And it was really well, well put together. Well, I mean, it's Studio Ghibli. It's Miyazaki. And you're not going to get a bad story. You may no. like some stories better than others. Just that's human nature. But the art, the animation, the storytelling, the music, um, the English dub is always so well done in a Miyazaki mm. film. Um, probably some of the best dubbing you'll ever see in any anime. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would have liked to have listened to it in the original Japanese. Maybe I'll do that if 
I listen, if I watch it again. Yeah. But because uh, they're they're always very good on on how they how they dub their movies. Um, but yeah, it's to keep World War Two in the background of the characters and be that the building and the motivation that you never see, mm -hmm. but they keep referring to it must have been a real trick must have been very difficult for the writers. Oh, because it would have been so easy to just and, jump right in there to it. It's right there. Exactly. And he has the love story between uh, your, your main character and the girl that he meets on the train where mm -hmm. he loses his hat and she catches it and there, yeah. you know, She's been looking for him for almost 10 years at that point and then forgot about him until she sees him again. And that's a great story. Now I'm really depressed that that was all made up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I had read, that that whole thing was was uh, the, him staying at the resort and her was mm -hmm. was made up. Now, I don't, I will have to, you know, just full disclosure, I skimmed a lot of stuff, so I might have, might right. be reading wrong, but I did see a lot of this was just fabricated for the story to give, yeah, give more I, I life. Yeah, I can, I can see where you could you would have to fabricate some of this stuff. Yeah, because really, um, I don't know how you'd make designing an airplane exciting. Exactly. You know, the math. I mean, he's literally pulled out his his uh, slide rule. Yeah, the slide rule, and he's using. It. I'm like, you can only make that so exciting. And then I liked when he's doing this math, his mind takes over, and all of a sudden you're in his dream state watching mm -hmm. what he's trying to design. Yes, and then the things that go wrong in the design and he's figuring it out through math. So he doesn't have to build a plane because he knows mathematically this isn't going to work. Yep. And just. They found a it, way to make it exciting. Yeah. And it works. I mean, any other, you know, person would have just been like changing camera angles and showing the guy sweating or not Miyazaki. Miyazaki's like, how can we make this interesting? Well, there is, I know. Yeah. There's a show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it called the queen's gambit. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it. it's about chess, and mm -hmm. um, you would not think that uh, a ten episode series about chess would be exciting, right? But it's exciting, and it's it's done the same type of way. You start to see through the mind of the person, and oh, and the nice. way it's done, and it's to take an, to take something like that and do mm -hmm. that. You know, one of the things they did with Jiro is uh, he always got mackerel, and he does uh, study that. The fish bone. Well, right. <laughs> and they'd all make fun of him, but that was all part of it. His right. brain was always working toward designing an airplane. I, I like he makes a, a comment about, because he's looking at the bone and this and that. And he's like, and he says to his friends as they're all getting up and they're making fun of him. He says something to the effect of, oh, the Americans eat mackerel. It puts it down, like puts down his, his thing and he gets up to go with him. And it was just such a passing comment. Like, <laughs> and looking back at it, it's like we we have a lot in common. We have more in common than mm. than not in common. Yeah, it was kind of how I take it now. Uh, in passing, I just thought it was kind of like a that was that's an odd statement. Yeah, but I'm thinking that's probably how he meant it. Like you know, they they fish too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, well, and that's just it. He didn't. Um, was it? He was asked at one point about some bomber. What are they going to bomb? And he's like, ah, Netherlands, uh, England, America. You yeah. know, they'll all blow up and then we'll blow up. Right. <laughs> and well, the one German spy or the one guy yes. that was German was sitting there warning him like, you don't you want to get out of this. You want to get out of here now before all this blows up. He goes, because Germany's going to go down. Japan's going to go down. Yeah. It's, there's no good way for this to end. 
and you notice after after he showed up and they formed that relationship and he hot he hiked out of there got out of the the resort the secret right. police started looking for jero and they right had him. right exactly so i'd like like to know if that was based on reality that may be that i haven't gone far enough i bet it I was i want to say i could be wrong i may be thinking of thinking of someone else or maybe it's another movie but i want to say the guy who created the zero wound up leaving japan i could be wrong hmm. I, I may be wrong uh maybe I, like i said i may have got that mixed up with another story but it, it's very the, the this story I don't know how much of it's real, how much of it's fake, but it was very telling of yes. just a, it's a good character development story. Very, very good. Cause it picks him up from being a little kid and how mm -hmm. he defends younger kids to as a, as an adult, a young adult male trying to make his way in the world while everything's falling apart in his country. Yeah. Which, you know, it looked like it was obviously going through a depression at, at the time. And yeah. Um, yeah. when I saw that, I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is what really pushed Japan into war, because nothing go get a country out of a depression faster than a war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. yeah there, there's a lot of background between America and Japan up to that point. Like yeah. uh, America didn't didn't help them much. I mean, no. when I say didn't help them much, I mean, really put the screws to them around yeah. that time, which doesn't help things. You know, it's like. That's that's not how you make friends, man. Nope. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Especially in that area of the world. It, it, there was right. no reason to do it. But we were more allied with China at the time. Than, and that's the amazing thing. Like, you <laughs> see how, how the world turns. Yes. And it's like, you know, now Japan is one of our biggest allies over in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. And China, not so much. No. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, and I got nothing against china at all um but their government is very much the way they've always been yeah they're, they've always been a conquering country and they're they have not changed no you know that's that's what they're out to do and as long as you go into a deal with them knowing that you'll probably be okay <laughs> if you don't if you go into a deal with your eyes closed disney you're gonna lose <laughs> Exactly, exactly just throwing that out there <laughs> yeah one of the things on this movie though um i liked at the end he saw all the destroyed planes and he's talking to to the italian plane designer in his little dreamscape or whatever right. he's like not a one came back um oh. and that's but you could see you could see there was a time had passed from the time he built it to right. then and um i did read that he was very much upset that his planes cause so much death and destruction mm -hmm. um but on the flip side dude you knew mishibishi was going for the military contracts right mishibishi right. hired you and really back <laughs> back at that point um you have to figure he he was he was a patriot for lack of a well, better word i mean sure. that, that's what you did you mm -hmm. thought your country was right you're going to back your country Absolutely. you're going to go and design the best fighter you can design. And he did. He did. Uh, if you're uh, designing any weapon you're in for your yeah. country, and if you're like, my country's right and yours is wrong, you want me to design a weapon, you want me to design something, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, a proton pack, for lack of a better term, I'm going to design the best one I can to ca catch ghosts. 
Don't but cross the streams. Whatever. Yeah, don't cross the streams. But whatever it is, I mean, I, I don't think you can, not in all cases, I don't think you can look back at all cases and go, you should have known better and you should be damned to hell well, for yeah, this. And, I, and, it, and I there really are some cases it. where I think you should. Like if you're a guard at a concentration camp, if you're still alive, you should be lined up against the wall and executed. That's I, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess what I what I meant by the the comment is he knew his plane would be used for war yeah, and, and yeah. all of that. So I mean that's that's no that shouldn't have been a surprise. Mm-hmm. Maybe how it was used was a surprise to him in the end. Uh but I know he came out against uh the actual real person did come out against that. He felt bad about mm-hmm. um all of that and was not happy with it, but right, right. Yeah, well, I, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. I would um, imagine the people who built the atomic bomb uh, probably didn't feel too good when it went off. And again, like like for that, you <coughs> you have to look at these guys and go, you knew what you were building. There's no way in hell you of all people didn't know what you were building. Exactly. Now, from what I've heard, is the description that Truman was given to drop the bomb. Because he was kept out of the loop. From what I've read, he was kept out of the loop of the atomic tests and all that. He knew very little about the bombs. And when he asked, well, we're going to drop this bomb on Japan. or You know, we got these two cities. And he said, well, how big is it? How... I want to try and remember exactly what I remember hearing. Is He said something to the effect of, well, what kind of bomb is it? Or, or something like that. And they said, it's a really big bomb. They did not tell him this is an atomic bomb that's going to take out a fucking city that's just a big bomb. Well, Truman's war record, he's seen big bombs before. Okay, we got to drop a big bomb. Go ahead. Mm. And I, I have the distinct feeling, now I could be wrong, I'm speaking for a man who's dead that I've never read, read about, or, or <laughs> I've read very little about, Right. And have, uh, I don't know a lot about the guy. But I wonder if after they dropped that second bomb, because they did that second bomb really goddamn quick. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if when he found out and saw the film footage for this thing, if he was like, what in the hell did you guys just do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I, you know, the next time one of you sons of bitches comes to me like this, I'm going to have you shot. Yeah. I, I wonder what would go through your head if you're the leader of the free world and they say, well, it's just a big bomb. Yeah, it was beyond drop a big it, bomb. Then you see <laughs> the destruction and you're like, uh, General, I'm going to take you out and have you shot right now yeah. because you just made me look really bad in history. And he does. He looks absolutely horrible in history, as does everybody that, that had anything to do with that. Absolutely. Um, and I can't even imagine. Like, I don't even know if the bombers knew what they were carrying. I know that they were carrying, I know that they worked on the atomic test flights, and when the Enola Gay came in, they dropped it. But I don't think those guys even really knew what the hell they were carrying. You know, I mean, you see this big thing that's as big as my room. Okay, it's a big bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's that's one of the things that... um I think this movie does so well. Um, you had mentioned 
that it keeps World War II in the background. Um, mm-hmm. We, if you know the history, that's fine. It just you just you piece it in. You see what's happening. You see yeah. Germany yeah. and Japan's relationship going on there, and how they're working, starting to work together. And that's not even the story. That is a small sub story going on, just right. for flavor in the background. The main story is just Jiro and his love of creating a plane and then his love for this woman that he rescued a long time ago that earthquake scene the animation during that that was amazing i would that's one of the things when it happened i was like what is this a dream is he going to see this dragon come out and the the dragon's gonna i mean because you know it's miyazaki you have no idea what's going through this guy's head (laughs) Uh, and i mean that as an absolute compliment because he if he would have had a dragon talking to this guy in in a dream state it would have all made sense it worked But yeah, the, the 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 rolling ground, oh, that was absolutely fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And 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 to think now, I uh, I watched on HBO, which has all the Studio Ghibli films, mm-hmm. and they also have two documentaries that I'm going to watch. Oh, on nice, Miyazaki and the studio. But um, that's they've all they've ever done has been hand drawn, right? Yeah, they started doing some of the uh, computer-generated stuff within the last two or three movies, I think they started Yeah, I think doing. the latest movie is um, that I saw that's on there, it, it looks very CGI. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that's what's amazing, is watching this and knowing that this is all hand-done. Right. And holy crap. I I watched watch this movie like I watch a regular movie. When I'm watching oh, yeah. a live-action movie, I'm... Yeah. What's going through my head is, my God, all those extras. That had to cost a lot of money in costuming. And how did they organize yeah, right? this and get these people to go here and go there while I'm keeping up with the story? Here I'm watching. It's like, oh, my God, they drew every fucking frame. <laughs> you know what? When it really hits me is whenever they're rushing to each other on the plane tra- or train platform. Yes. Chiro or Hero oh. coming to the girl and the girl. Yeah. He's like and- bumping into people and people are bumping out of his way. I mean, that train platform is just so packed with moving images, and he's bumping into them. And, and you can see the solid hit. I mean, yeah. that's it's amazing. It's just Talent. absolutely beautifully done. I know the backgrounds. I'm almost sure the backgrounds in this one were digital, most of mm-hmm. them, if not all of them. But I think their animation, their, their character animation, I think was still 2D. Yeah, it's 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 impressive. Yeah. Either way. I mean, even if, if they did it on computer, I'm even more impressed. Yeah, because it looks it looked so 2D. Yeah, and I and I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's one of the things is you you get when you watch a Miyazaki film or Studio Ghibli film, you get high production values. Oh yeah. You get great yeah. music. You get great actors. I I'll be honest. I've never watched one with a zap Japanese track. The English dubs have always been really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I've always liked the English dubs. So I'm sure the Japanese language ones are are just as excellent. Yeah. Um, if not better, but I just never have been around to, uh, to watch that. Uh, just what I knew I was going to get from Miyazaki is a film that makes me think, um, right. That, that gives you pause and, and makes you think about something. And that's what, this one was beautifully delivered that it wasn't a heavy handed. Mm-hmm. It was just, we watched a guy do what he wanted to do and what it cost. Right. And, um, I'm not saying it was any, he did anything wrong or anything right. It's just it, the, this movie's very gray. Yeah, you know? it, and that's yeah, what's I cool. Fall back on I, I think if you're living in that time, you do what yeah. you think is right at the time. Uh, Absolutely. However, when, now we can we can just talk about he found he 
found that girl mm-hmm. and fell in love. And you could even argue that he loved the planes more than her. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he really well, stayed away for a long time. He had to get those designs done, though. I mean, he had to do it. So he was he was between a rock and a hard place. One of the things that his best friend said that just really cracked me up when they I forget they were eating sponge cake and smoking cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. He's like whatever. He said, "I'm going to Tokyo in the morning to get married." And like, get married? Right. Yeah, you can't work hard unless you have a family. And <laughs> yeah, you can't work. Yeah, basically, what I think he was saying was, "What's yeah. the use?" Yeah, you, know? yeah, you don't they, have somebody they, to share it with. Yeah, that that's or, how I took it. Or you would be a better worker if you had a family at home that you had to provide for is the way I saw it as well. Oh, that's interesting. I could see that too. I could absolutely see that. So it's wow. Okay. But the, the dynamics, the relationships of everybody was really well done. And again, his boss was like my favorite character in the movie because he was just, he was a good character. Yeah. He, he was a, uh, he was needed. He was definitely needed. He was definitely the, the road bump at first. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you but, find out uh, he's actually kind of a nice guy. And he tries to talk him out of being married, which I thought was, and he does it for the right reason. He's not doing it to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, she needs to be back in the hospital. You don't need to be doing this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going on. And then everybody's like, no, this is, this is what we want. The father knows we need you yeah. two to do this. And, blah, blah. and he's like, and the wife just looks at him. He's like, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. his argument. He's like, oh, well, okay. I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said what I thought I needed to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he, he hid him in his house, away from the secret yeah. police and everything, which was yeah. was interesting. And he, he had also said, you know, when Jiro asked him, he said, "Well, why did why are they coming for me?" He said, "I don't know. All my I have several friends that are gone, and they didn't know why they were taken either." So yeah, and it's like that had to be a scary time. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even freaking imagine. Yeah. okay um final thoughts on the wind rises david oh it's beautifully done it is absolutely it it's i don't want to use the term masterpiece but if it isn't it's really damn close i mean it's a beautiful story it's beautifully told it's beautifully illustrated and animated Everything that you would want from a Miyazaki movie. Mm-hmm. But my warning only is this. It is not Kiki's Delivery Service. It, it is not um, a Totoro, my friend Totoro or my neighbor Totoro. Yeah. It, it's not that. It is It's a little bit deeper. And even those movies give me, like you said, pause for thought. You think about yeah, stuff that's you always in those do. movies. They, and that's the good thing about his, his stories. They're always moral lessons. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little bit deeper than most. Uh, it's a little bit sad in places. Uh, sadder than most of his other movies in, in places. But it's well worth a watch. It is, it's up there for me. I, I, I will watch any Miyazaki film over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, it is definitely worth it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah, I'm going to go along with the same. It is definitely a must-watch. I really enjoyed this. And that's one of the things I get anytime I watch Miyazaki. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to get a message. I'm going to get something that's going to make me think. Yeah. I know that going in. Um, this one is subtle. This movie is very heavy, drama-wise. This is not a comedy. This is not an action movie. This right. is a slow burn from start to finish. Um, 
it has a few spots that get a little exciting the earthquake scene and some of the flying stuff is really cool but overall it's it's a slow burn and it's uh i finished that movie and said damn it's a right. damn good movie right you know right and i like when i watch a movie that it says like wow that was that was good that was well done and when, it's when was the last time that we watched a movie that you walked away and went wow that was really yeah casablanca thank you episode two we've done 40 plus episodes <laughs> We need to do this again. <laughs> we got 20 more bad movies to do than a good movie. <laughs> no, um, it is a must watch. It is a must watch. If you're a fan of good movies, I'm not even going to say if you're a fan of anime. I hate that. Right. You, you should be able to watch an animated feature like you would a normal feature. Some people get their nose up in the air over that shit. Well, screw you. It's a movie's a movie's a movie. Right. So, you know, it's not just for kids. <laughs> exactly a good movie is a good movie exactly exactly i can even watch some nice rated g movies that are damn good and they're cartoons yeah. people <laughs> i love cartoons i man i'm a big cartoon guy i'm a huge cartoon buff absolutely we do all the lord of the rings cartoons where there's a whip there's a way. Yeah, found it at an antique store. Had to get it. <laughs> you gotta have it. That's the Hobbit. He, he yeah, that's VHS. VHS tape of the Hobbit. <laughs> but it's Rankin, a classic. <laughs> Rankin Bass, right? They they did all the Hobbit movies, right? I all do believe stories. so. They did the made-for-TV ones. I know that. Yeah, I have Marvel no idea. Machine. I haven't put it in yet. We we should watch those. We should do those. I don't we know. Definitely if you should, do all but. I like your idea for next week. We, a we lot. Can off, we can put off the animated uh, Hobbit stuff. Let's hold on that. We can and do a month uh, of that. How's that? Watch one that? and the next. We can do like a month of that. Yeah, we can. We can. And then we, the fourth thing that we watch will be another Harryhausen, maybe. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll watch. We'll watch one of the Hobbit ones. Just or the stick Lord of with the Rings. Us, stick do, with us. Stick with us. We don't know what the hell we're doing, but. David mentioned to me one of my favorite directors, and like it was going to be a question. Um, <laughs> how about They Live? <laughs> John Carpenter. Yes, I am down for They Live. Roddy Piper, may rest in peace. Um, I remember liking this movie, so we will give you our views on it. And Let's I look. don't know that I've ever seen it. I, I maybe I did when I was younger and just was, you know. Get ready younger, for a message. Drunk, so. <laughs> Me and my buddy Dave probably seen it. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I know of the movie mm -hmm. and I even know of like the one scene where he's in the bank. I've come here to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of chewing gum or I'm yeah. all out of bubble gum or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like the big line from the movie. Pretty much. So yeah. I am so looking forward to this. Yeah. I want to see this movie all the way through. I Roddy Piper. I always liked him when he played Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. You know, I always yeah. liked him as a wrestling guy, being the big bad villain. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's in a couple of movies, if I'm not Oh, mistaken. absolutely. This will be a fun one. And like I said, get ready for a message again. Message. Yep. Yeah, I've heard about the message, and I yeah. want to see the message. Yeah, but it's um, cool. It's cool. This is uh, what I remember. It's a really neat movie. So, And being a John Carpenter fan, we'll have to dig into more as the time goes by, because uh, Assault on Preseek 13 is one I'd love to revisit. 
Okay, cool. We can do that. We so. should just have a John Carpenter month. We kind of did it by accident. We've already one done time. it a <laughs> We did it by accident, though. This but we did leave out um, Prince of Darkness, which uh, has, I think, Egg Shin in it. Really? Yeah. That's um, funny. Okay. Yeah, I think he's in that. Um, we haven't watched The Fog, Assault on Precinct 13, Village of the Damned, um, and The Mouth of Madness is one of my favorites. Never heard of Mouth of Madness. It's a very HP Lovecraft style story. It is great with really? Sam Neill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Neil, the son of Satan. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Damien. Damien. Yeah. Damien. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Real quick before we close out, for everybody who's watching or anybody who comes yes. by, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. I'm, I'm going to start doing that from now on. Do it, I, please, because I forget. Do it and I'm like, yeah, I always forget to do that. Now I just remembered it right before we got And up. if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, um, uh, iHeart, uh, leave us a review, a five-star one, please. Yes, um, hit, hit it. If there's a thumbs-up thing there, go yeah. ahead and hit a thumbs-up thing. Five please star, do. That's good. Help, us get, help us get hurt if you like what you hear. And if you don't, well, then... Uh, Hit a five star anyway. Yeah, give it anyway like and just move on. Go find you something else you like. <laughs> That's all good. Lie. <laughs> just lie for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next week, folks, with They Live.